Episode of the Eagles Water Cooler. Uh, this is Chris. We have with us today Andrew, Matt, and Mike, and we've come together today to talk about running backs. And I feel it's probably just the right move to begin with the Eagles' best running back and their acquisition in the uh, 2019 draft, Miles Sanders, who uh, really impressed over his rookie year. I, I, I'm going to step out to say he was the most exciting player uh, last year to watch. Um, and I think he's the most exciting player uh, going forward into this year. Um, I think he's a special talent. He's got sort of this natural uh, speed burst when he's running and catching the ball. Um, I'd like to see from him a little bit more in the way of being able to uh, juke players and, and, uh, kind of set up blocks but as far as his blocking he did that really well for a rookie which i thought was impressive uh he clearly has a connection with wentz that butt catch in the redskins game uh was just an unbelievable play um before i float it around i'll ask you to, to comment on sanders uh but also ask you to maybe give a, a comparison or who, who you liken him to because i i know when he came out there was a lot of talk about him being a a LaShawn McCoy type, but I think he kind of has another gear as far as speed goes. Um, he could probably use a little bit more of Shady's juice, a little bit more of his shake, but um, I really think Miles is kind of cut from a different cloth and you really started to see, you know, his ability come on, not just as a receiver, but as a running back as the year went on. But to me, I, it, I think I have to go with B West. He just, he's built very similarly. Uh, Brian Westbrook was 5'10", 203, or is 5'10", 203. Um, and Miles Sanders is 5'11", 211. So, I mean, a little bit heavier, but, you know, serves a very similar role in the offense, blocks well, catches well, and is just a crafty runner that the offense can run through. So let's just open it up about, uh, about Miles Sanders and, and give your thoughts and maybe a, a comp if you like. Andrew. Yeah, I mean, I think we were all kind of uh, privy to Miles before we picked him up, obviously playing at Penn State. Um, I think we just in this area have a tendency to, to keep our eye on players out of there and he was and he was dynamic. So when we picked him up, I think there was a high expectation going in and, you know, we saw it pretty much right away. I think it was week three against Detroit last year where um, over 100 yards, maybe close to 120 yards um, total. And we started to see some potential. And then that Green Bay game. Um, he ran really hard. Um, and then there was like this kind of weird in the middle phase where there were a few games where you weren't seeing much, but we were also playing terribly as a, as a team. Um, but then he turned it on when it counted, right? We, we had to win four in a row to win the NFC East and he dominated, um, you know, a lot of those games, especially that Washington game. Um, I think that you brought up Chris. So look, sky's the limit for this guy. Um, I think what we would like to see is more involvement, um, both in attempts rushing and receiving. Uh, I think I, I'm trying to figure out the average here. 
it looks somewhere in the realm of maybe 12 or 13 carries a game and then three to four uh, receptions. I'd like to see it closer to at least, you know, closer to 20 rushing attempts and, um, you know, five catches a game would be good. So uh, I'm excited. Um, I'm trying to think of a cop. I'm a, you might have to circle back to me there, but uh, maybe, maybe he's his own dude. Um, and, you know, I hope that he stays healthy. And uh, he's going to be a, a, the focal point to the offense for sure. So, um, Michael, what are you thinking about Miles this year? Yeah, well, I think some of uh, some of the stats from last season could be skewed a little bit just because one, uh, two points. You know, one, he was a rookie, so he's still trying to learn the offense. And the Eagles are big on letting their rookies take their time to get acquainted with what's going on. And then we had Jordan Howard, who was, you know, getting a lot of carries early on in the season. So that could have really affected the playing time that Miles Sanders had. I think going into this season, Miles is the guy, and his numbers should really balance out. And with that, you know, Miles last season proved that he not only is a threat in the running game, running uh, to the outsides, he's got speed, but he is also one of the best receivers on the team. And I think Stat Matt will bring this up at some point, but uh, behind Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders had uh, more production at, in catching than any of the other Eagles wide receivers. So he really is a complete player. And because of that, I do see the Brian Westbrook comparison, but the thing that differentiates Miles Sanders is I think he has that speed factor that Westbrook doesn't have which maybe just ties into what Andrew said. He is his own different type of guy. But, uh, yeah, let's send it down to Matt. Had to unmute there, fellas. Yeah, Mike, piggybacking off your stat there, uh, he was 13th amongst running backs in catches last year. Um, it's pretty good for a rookie. I, and it looks like he may have been uh, – number one in the rookie uh, class for running backs um, at catches. So, listen, I, I liked uh, Miles Sanders coming out of Penn State. Uh, he was born in Pittsburgh. I read a great Inquirer article last year um, where, you know, his mother switched towns. Uh, he really formed a relationship with his high school coach and was able to work his way on um, up to a three-year starter and the coach uh, was interviewed and just said, yeah, this kid is the real deal. And I think he is. Um, I just want to float something out there, though. Uh, the running backs coach is still uh, Deuce Staley, correct? Yeah. And um, Deuce Staley has always been running back by committee. That's the system he played in, and that's the system he coaches. So, yeah, I think Miles establishes him himself as the number one but I still think it's it's going to be running back by committee what do you guys think yeah Matt that's an excellent point and I wanted to touch on that that is something that worries me and maybe as we continue the discussion about all the possibilities that the Eagles have at running back it's going to be a point that I want to bring up the Eagles tend to try to involve too many people instead of letting just a select few get in the groove. And, you know, that's something I'd like to see Doug and Deuce work on this year 
And maybe that falls more on Doug's shoulders to really pick two running backs to just feed the ball and, and work, let them get into the groove, let them establish themselves and not try to be too tricky about it or too cute. Um, yeah, Chris, let's go to you. Yeah, I agree with you, Mike. I think that has been their approach in the past. And, and I agree with what Andrew said and, and you guys touched on that uh, Sanders had some development uh, in, in his rookie year. But I do think that the coaching staff hasn't really had a talent like Sanders. Uh, and I wonder how they'll cater the system based on the fact that he's just such a weapon uh, in, the, in the way that Westbrook is a weapon. And I agree with what Mike said that Sanders has just another speed gear that, that Westbrook didn't have. And I, I'll be really honest with you, there was actually a, kind of a YouTube rabbit hole where I was watching some Sanders highlights and there was a Chris Johnson uh, highlight reel that came up on the side and I clicked on it. And I got to tell you, when Sanders breaks free, I know that's extreme, and Chris Johnson's speed is another level, but wow. it's that kind of get it's it's that kind of giddy up. He just has that kind of like pull away from everybody else, and he's gone. And I I the plays I had seen Sanders make in college, I thought he was kind of a tough runner. He could get the yards he needed, and occasionally would break away. But I think as as his career goes on, he's going to have that uh, potential. But I think he was a couple things last year, underdeveloped, which I think he, he got better with experience, but he also had some injury issues. And in those times, he had to be spelled by other backs. And, and one of the main ones, at least initially and in the middle of the season, was Jordan Howard. So I, I think it really comes up that Sanders might be a great player and may be the bell cow. It might not be a running back by committee, but he still needs another back to play off of uh, and maybe with a different skill set. So let's just kind of progress to talk about the fact that the Eagles didn't really do anything in, in free agency uh, as far as signing a running back. They showed interest in both Devontae Freeman and Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde obviously signed uh, with the Seahawks, I believe, and uh, Devontae Freeman, I think, is still available, um, but didn't really make any moves there. So, you know, it's unclear what the um, – Eagles are thinking moving forward beyond uh, the other players that they have on the roster for sure, who are Boston Scott, who we'll touch on, and uh, Corey Clement. So we'll begin with Boston Scott, who just really proved himself last year down the stretch in those uh, four crucial games to close out the season, uh, in particular in the game against the Giants where Miles Sanders was injured and Boston Scott just came in and absolutely killed it. Um, came in and, and made plays as a running back, uh, making tough runs up the middle and also just crucial catch and run plays. Uh, one play that sticks out in my mind where he just shook Janoris Jenkins, just a crazy head fake and just threw him. Um, so I definitely think Boston Scott makes the team and I think he's got potential. I do think the Eagles will view him as being in a Sproles mold, uh, type of mold. So I'd like to hear from you guys about that. If you think he, he fits that mold and that's how the Eagles will plan to use him. Um, maybe even in the special team sense, because I know that was a big part of Sproles game. And if that's the case, that you're only going to use Boston Scott in certain situations. So let's talk about Boston a little bit, Andrew. Yeah, I mean, what an exciting guy that endeared himself to, to Philly allure uh, pretty much right away. And, um, you know, that game against the Giants, the NFC East clinching game against the Giants, three tutties over 120 yards, like just dominating, um, you know, really showed us something, but we saw flashes throughout the season and, um, you know, where Sproles I think was showing impact when, when he was on and not hurt was crucial plays. Those third downs, you have to grind and get six, seven yards. We saw that a couple of times from Scott too. And I think that's, you know, obviously the size he's what, five, six, 200, 210, maybe. Um, 
so the size comparison is an easy one, but I think the play aspect of it um, is even more indicative and more worth the comparison to Sproles. Uh, picking up crucial third downs, running just so hard. They, they both of them run tough. Um, but, uh, you know, this guy comes off the practice squad. Um, he gets a chance because Sproles goes down, because Corey go, uh, Clement goes down. Um, and there's, it's still kind of a question mark to me um, because the, the, um, what we've seen is, is so limited, but what we've seen has been great and exciting. So, yeah, I mean, he's not going to be somebody that gets, you know, double-digit carries, I think, a game, but somebody that comes in on those third downs that are crucial. Maybe there's a lull in the game and we need a spark. He's that guy. Um, so I think play-wise and talent-wise, the comparison uh, to Sproles is, is just. So, Matt, what are you thinking for, uh, for Boston this year? Yeah, I, th I think you bring up some good points, especially the comparison there. Um, he's going to be able to hide behind the linemen, especially uh, in those screens that Peterson loves to run. Um, and we, we also got to remember, he's a he could be a special teams guy too. He, he can uh, catch punts. Um, I don't really see him on kickoffs, but I see him as a punt specialist. Um, he, you know, a fun fact, uh, looking at his history, he was drafted by the uh, Saints and we got him off the practice squad. Uh, so he is a little older. He played four years in college um, at Louisiana Tech. Uh, so, you know, he didn't work out at the Saints, and he did get some opportunity, uh, to Andrew's point, not in every down back. But, uh, you know, I like that he's in the rotation there. Mike? Yeah, and I might even go a little further. Uh, I just want to bring it back to last um, – last season, preseason, uh, watching some of these games, Boston Scott really at, for like two of the games, was just being fed the ball, basically running every play up the middle, um, on the sides, basically the offense uh, outside of, you know, the number ones playing, like the number twos and number threes. It was just handing the ball to Boston Scott and letting that guy roll. And that was the first, um, I guess, window into what this guy is capable of and then you take it to the regular season and you start seeing some of the plays he's able to make uh with screen passes and I think he is a little resemblant of Brian Westbrook in terms of how he handles the screen screen pass he catches the ball in open space um lets his defender lets his uh offensive lineman establish a block in front of him and he's able to make that next adjustment to get 10 or 15 yards out of the play uh which is pretty special so you know just just looking at it i would really like to see a nice balance between miles and boston scott um and, you know that's going to be up to doug and and deuce to to manage andrew do you have a point yeah real quick i mean Look, again, I, you know, uh, he's an exciting player. I just, I think my concern is he's right now the number two. And is that, is that the type of back you want as your number two? Or is he just a dynamic player that gets his touches no matter where he is in the roster? If Miles goes down, is he going to pick up the slack? I, you know, I, I don't really know. And we'll get into some of the other guys that we have on the depth chart, but I guess that it's just concerning to me, but about his talent and, and the role that he could play as long as miles is healthy. Unbelievable. Chris. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think both players, very interesting skill sets. I think they will uh, try to run a lot of their run game through Sanders and sprinkle in Boston Scott, but I think they still will be missing another element. And to transition, I think the question is, will Corey Clement who the Eagles decided to sign uh, to a one-year deal. Will he be that other element that the run game needs? And he brings a little bit of both of those. Uh, obviously, he's had a tough injury history uh, in his short career so far, but he was a Super Bowl hero in his rookie year as an undrafted free agent. I think the Eagles kind of want him to be the guy. Uh, but the question is, after two years of very inconsistent play, if any, um, can he come back and return to form? So I don't know if we have to spend too much time talking about Corey. We all know what he can do. Um, the question is, can he come back and do it and fill that role? And even if he can, does he fill that role? Does he provide that element that the run game needs? Because to me, there is still something missing there. Um, and I wonder if the Eagles will look beyond him to their depth. But does anybody want to touch on Corey Clement? I mean, I'm a huge Corey guy. I, I, and I think it probably – Oops, sorry. Um, yeah, I think it. I mean, obviously, no, it stems from the uh, from the Super Bowl, but uh, there's just uh, there's a ton of potential there. Um, Eighteen was a little bit of a mixed bag. Uh, Nineteen was a complete wash. I think he played maybe three snaps, and they were on um, on special teams. And he was, I mean, he was stuck. Was that 2018 or 19? He was stuck behind. Remember Josh Adams. Um, so he couldn't even get playing time above him, even when he was a little bit more healthy. But, uh, you know, I, I, I love Corey. It was a cheap, easy deal uh, for a depth person who knows the offense. And if he's healthy, I think he can, he can get some PT. But, uh, yeah, it does start to feel a little uncertain, a little, you know, maybe weak when you start going past um, miles and Boston. So we'll see, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a piece to have and, and a, a good safety valve, hopefully. Yeah. And I guess just to touch on that, um, Corey could be one of those players who really, I, I, I'm not sure if he offers a different variety of, uh, in terms of style than miles and, and Boston does, but it provides good depth at the position for the Eagles and clearly He's somebody who's proven himself, um, especially in the 2017 season. Uh, guy beat out a drafted running back way ahead of him in Pumphreys. Undrafted, came onto the team, ended up winning a Super Bowl. Um, if he's healthy, you can expect good things from Corey. So looking forward to what he can do. Uh, we, keep, we keep mentioning the uh, Super Bowl and his performance. and. It, it's uh, I think it's time for Corey to uh, step up. Is he going to be another David Tyree helmet catch kind of guy, or is he going to have a, a, a career not known for a big Super Bowl play? Um, so, you know, he, he is injury prone. We've seen that um, only played in four games last year. Um, and, you know, it's uh a tale of two sides of, of a uh, career. And I think going into his four, fourth year, which is usually a contract year, uh, he has a lot to prove. Chris? Yeah, I think just to separate him from David Tyree, I mean, Corey Clement had 100 yards receiving and an unbelievable touchdown. David Tyree had a great catch against his helmet, but I think you saw more <laughs> yeah, potential. Yeah, that, that, that was cool. I think, I think you saw more potential from Corey 
Clement, and you saw more parts of this game that kind of work with the Eagles' history of using a running back by committee. Uh, the question is, where will he fit in at this point? Because Miles has clearly emerged as the leader. Um, and if he does have a similar skill set, as Mike said, uh, to Miles, if Corey Clement and Miles Sanders have a, a similar skill set, how will they play off each other? As we touched on, how will Boston Scott fit into that? And where's, where's a bigger back in the mix? And I think the Eagles are between two. One that they signed at the end of last year in Elijah Holyfield, who we'll touch on now. Um, they acquired him from the Panthers practice squad. He is the son of Evander Holyfield. Uh, he, at Georgia, ran with a, a really aggressive kind of bulldozer style. He's 5'10", 216. Um, he, he really was just – a lot of his highlights were just him running people over. Um, not an especially fast guy, but enough to do the job. But definitely big enough to impose his will and in the fourth quarter make defenses not want to tackle him. Um, the Eagles seem to, to think something of this guy on several podcasts I listen to. His name has come up as one that the Eagles want to see a little bit more of what he has to offer. So I think he's somebody that we should kind of keep our eye on uh, as fans and as a podcast, but he's somebody moving forward that could be uh, that, that bigger presence. Another one that they signed at this year as an undrafted free agent, I should have said, excuse me, Elijah Holyfield was an undrafted free agent that was signed by the Panthers and that became a practice squad player. The Eagles this year signed an undrafted free agent running back out of Cincinnati named Michael Warren, who's 5'9", 226. Uh, and in a lot of his uh, highlights was really like running away from defenders despite his stature. Uh, really Bettis-like. I mean, that was the vibe I got. Total like Jerome Bettis, just uh, that short squat kind of style and just rumbling around. Um, I think he's a little unrefined, but if they want him to take on a Jordan Howard or LeGarrette Blunt role, if they see that for a Michael Warren or for uh, Elijah Holyfield, because they see that as an essential part of the run game. And I think Deuce himself was that kind of a player. Um, I, I think that there's room for one of those guys. And I guess I wonder, you know, we don't know much about either, but does anybody have a comment? We won't talk about maybe siloing them each and, talking about them but maybe comparably because I think there's only really room for one go ahead Mike yeah so I just kind of wanted to say uh, you know in in comparing in comparing the running backs to LeGarrette Blunt LeGarrette Blunt was six foot 250 pounds um, Holyfield and Warren you're, you're looking at 215 and 226 um, so maybe they're not quite there yet to being that type of like uh just a, a, a straight up bull rusher, but uh, maybe they need a couple seasons to get there. In terms of size, I just, I, I'm not sure they're there yet to be that different style running back in the NFL. Um, but maybe time will, you know, play well to them and, and let them become that style of player. But that's just kind of my, my two cents looking at it. Let's go to Matt. Come on. How, could you not love the son of a heavyweight championship boxer? Elijah Holyfield is our guy. I mean, he was at one point behind Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, DeAndre Swift at uh, Georgia. I mean, those guys are all studs. So if even though he wasn't getting on the field, he was uh, behind some really good players, and I'm sure he learned a lot. Um, and that's a t tough uh, – three to get on the field so I, I think this guy may have some talent I go with Holyfield Andrew 
Uh, is he going to get a statue next to Rocky by the Army's in, Matt? Is that what we're, we're going with here? Um, I hope so. Yeah. Look, the pedigree is great, right? But this guy is the same size as Corey, as Miles, a little bit bigger than Boston. Like, he's not uh, a, a difference maker in terms of running, power running, I should say. He runs definitely a little bit more north-south, but size-wise, as Mike said, no way he's LeGarrette Blunt. Um, I'm trying to think of who's out there free agent-wise that might be able to fill that, that kind of power runner role. Maybe Lamar Miller. I don't know if he got picked up, but he's a little bit older. He's not that dynamic. Um, you, know, <laughs> you know who's out there who would be great would be Marshawn Lynch. Um, but, you know, that comes with a whole, a whole other bag. But Beast mode. I think we can all agree, though, that they would benefit from having a bigger back. And certainly nobody's as big as Blunt. And he even came in uh, heavier that year in the camp from what I've, from what I've heard <laughs> and read. But, but um, you know, maybe, maybe they try to beef up uh, one of these guys. Or maybe, you know, as both younger players with not a lot of experience because they're built a little bigger and used to just being more north-south and kind of downhill, that Deuce is just giving them those kind of runs and just saying, here's the ball, just run straight up the A-gap. And if that's the case, you know, and one of them emerges, great. Um, but we may want to think – go ahead, Mike. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, and, and as a sleeper, you never want to underestimate that one of these guys could develop into a really special running back. You know, just the way that Corey had his year in 2017, um, you can't undersell the possibility that there might be something the Eagles see in one of these guys that – you know, giving injuries throughout this season, uh, maybe one of them steps up into a big role and that can really uh, be beneficial to the team. So just to be uh, more broad and more comprehensive, I just wanted to cover that point. Yeah, and I think we, I think we all kind of see the value of that position. The question is, will the Eagles be satisfied with what they have and let, you know, as Mike has said and Howie Roseman has said, competition dictate what's best for the team? Uh, or will they look on the outside uh, at some of the names that Andrew was looking at? Just to touch on one more, the Eagles signed another undrafted free agent running back in Adrian Killens out of the University of Central Florida. Uh, this guy is super fast uh, watching his highlights. Um, more, more of a pass-catching running back uh, than running the ball on the ground, but he's very tiny, 5'8", 164, uh, kind of a gadget-type player, but really lightning quick. So if the Eagles can find use for his speed, um, he might be able to make it onto the team, but as far as uh, running back, I just don't see it for him. So I wanted to kind of wrap up, and I think we touched on it a little bit by saying what else do the Eagles need to do, and, and maybe the, the question mark is about that uh, bigger back, and, and it sounds like we have expressed that there is a need there, and will they reach outside of the franchise to do so? It seems like it's kind of slim pickings from what Andrew was looking at. So if that's the case, they might be happy to let Deuce develop what they have there. Go ahead, Mike. Just a hot take, and I don't know if the, the Eagles are thinking this, but do you think they want Jalen Hurts to be that, that power back on the goal no. line? Uh, no. I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> I, think they, I think they want to let him develop, uh, but probably will use him in some run situations. I doubt it power runs, but go ahead, yep. Matt. I, I think, uh, Mike, you beat me to it, not as the power running back, but – it they may run him four or five times out of the wildcat. And so that, you know, that in itself limits the other uh, running backs that we already have. So I, I doubt we carry five running backs. I agree that we're going to have to choose from one of those three, but I wouldn't be surprised if we go with 
um, Jalen Hurts, maybe in the Wildcat once, once or twice per game. Andrew? Yeah, I feel like there's it, – it's not – it feels like more of a desire from the fan base for a power run uh, than it is what they actually need and what is actually, like, successful. I think we, you know, we just are – we've seen it before and it, and it has worked and we love that, that grit and that, you know, just pick it up rather than some, you know, screen pass on, on third and four. So I think there's more of a, a desire for a power back, but if you would, if, if you look at the way the offense has kind of gone, um, aside from 17 and LeGarrette Blunt, and, and maybe that's why there's also the desire for a power back, but um, our offense has evolved and we're very dynamic. We're flexible. We are fast. We are so fast. And I think that's the focus and whether or not it's I, – I, I don't know if I would classify it as a need to have a power back. I would say it's more of a want to have a power back. Chris? Yeah, and it's it's a bigger view of, like, how competitive the Eagles see themselves and, you know, that kind of thing. And that's a different podcast and different conversation. But I think, you know, in, in looking at the benefit – that the Eagles offense had of, of Jordan Howard being there for a year and what he was able to do and the effectiveness of using both Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders as a tandem. And at one point I remember against the bills, uh, both on the field at the same time with Jordan Howard throwing a huge block to spring Miles Sanders free uh, for a big touchdown. So, you know, I, I think there's potential for that to happen and that may be the, the other move that the Eagles choose to make. I just want to wrap up with uh, kind of an interesting question. There was an article that came out about um, the best coaches in the NFL and Dougie P placed ninth on this list. And I was just curious. I think we all love Doug and would prefer him no matter what. But if you had to choose, uh, what other coach would you want for the Eagles uh, out of all the coaches that are, that are out there in the NFL? What other coach would you like? Just wanted to float this out there. Mm. A lot of loaded, I, loaded question. Matty, go ahead. Well, I, I think you got to go Belichick with the championships, mm. but for as a player's coach, I, I want Andy back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I had a feeling that might come up. Andrew? Uh, you know, I, I would probably lean towards John Harbaugh um, that was in Baltimore. I would also <laughs> – I would love John Gruden back. I mean, maybe he, maybe he lost – maybe he lost – look, he's with the Raiders. That's a crazy organization. Um, but he won the Super Bowl with Tampa Bay. Um, I don't know. That was Dungy's team. Was it? Yeah, well, then screw John Gruden. Give me – give me <laughs> – Give me John Harbaugh. Mike? I can see the Gruden call. Uh, very entertaining. Spin on the Eagles before. You know, he's got a tra- track record here. But I'm going to have to go with Pete Carroll. Um, I think Pete's one of the more fascinating coaches in the league. Finds ways. And definitely a player's coach, by all means. Mm. Um, I think, you know, he, he, and he, a proven, proven winner. He's won a Super Bowl with uh, the Seahawks. I like the question, Chris. Yeah, yeah I, I, I came up in my mind because I, I didn't exactly agree with the list, especially a couple of the placements with where Dougie P fell. But it started making me think like, OK, of these coaches, which do I really think I could see uh, being a coach of the Eagles where I'd be like, yeah, I'm really satisfied with this guy. And Harbaugh was the first one that, re- that really stuck out. Um, Belichick, as Matt said, with, with the history that he has. But uh, uh, there are. There are a few really in the league that I would want uh, over Dougie P. And I think that says a lot about him. 
Yeah, that him being ninth on on whatever art, and I I I did see similar ones, but he was always I don't think he was higher than like maybe seven or six, but um, vastly underrated. He has done um, an amazing job with a ton of injuries over the last several years, um, putting putting us in a in a um, in a place to succeed. And we get frustrated with him, of course, and 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 play calling will always be an issue for any coach that uh, <laughs> that comes to Philly, but um, vastly underrated. And um, you know should be absolutely in the top five. Well, one of the things that fans are always getting frustrated about uh, that we talked about tonight is Doug not running the ball enough. So hopefully, uh, with the emergence of Miles Sanders, they're able to use and weaponize their run game uh, not only in the context of their division in the NFC East, but also uh, league wide. But uh, that'll do it for tonight's episode of the Eagles Water Cooler. Uh, it was nice to talk running backs. Nice job, fellas. Uh, and this will be up. Please subscribe uh, and in, listen and enjoy. Uh, we will be coming out with another episode, hopefully in the next couple of weeks on another topic, maybe talking about linebackers. We've been talking about that for a little while and there's a, a lack at that position that I think we can probably find a little bit of time to talk about. So thanks a lot, fellas. Nice job. Good job. Go birds. Go birds. Go birds.